Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And our episode, Happy and Single on Instagram at Happy and Single. Now, today is episode number 30, and it's entitled, How Do I Stop Worrying About the Things That I Can't Control? It's amazing how many times I speak with people that are so worried and focused on the things that they have zero control over. It's almost like they think that talking about it more and more and more, all these things that they can't control is somehow going to make their life better. So, I mean, let's explore a little bit. Like, what is it right now, first of all, that's controlling you? What is that thing in your life or things in your life that are continuing to control you and to control everything that you do and everything that you think? I have a phrase that I I don't think I've ever shared on here, but I've had it for a long time. And it says, if you worry about the things that you can't control, that which you can't control begins to control you. So what's controlling you right now? Like in this very moment, what is controlling you? What are the thoughts that are continuously going through your head that you really can't control, but you're trying really hard to control? And why do we do it? Why is it that we spend so much time worrying about the things which we haven't control over? Well, I think there's a couple reasons. I think because when things come to our mind, we just kind of think about them. But as I've said before, I think many times it's the adversary that brings things to our mind. And he's like, no, you have to control this. I've shared before, but you know, I had this incident where this guy slashed me playing ice hockey. And I was not happy. But five hours later, I thought about it. And it was like, wait a minute. That was not God telling me, oh, you should have done differently. You should have beat him up or something like that. That was simply the adversary toying with me or attempting to toy with me. So why do you spend so much time thinking about those things you have no control over? I mean, in terms of dating... People worry about whether somebody's going to call them back. Like, you don't have any control over that. I love the, I love the movie, or at least the scene in the movie Kung Fu Panda, where they're, they're super worried about this guy that they've got under lock and key. And so one of, the, one of the leaders sends this bird to go and check on this guy. And the, and the funny part is, as he's going through this entire jail, you see how locked down this place is. I mean, he's got to go through one obstacle after another, after another, after another. Like, it's insane. I mean, it's, com- it's so insane, it's comical. And then, he ends up getting to where this prisoner is tied. And as he's flying away, This single feather floats off of him and down to this prisoner, who then uses that single feather to unlock himself 
and then proceed to probably just go through all these gates that had already been opened. Or I, I can't remember the exacts, but so a lot of times we create our own problems. It's us. When it's not a problem, what people think of you. Like, I mean, being so I have done this podcast, but even before this, I did another program. It was called RM University. And I got some pretty unkind things that were said to me from that. By people that should have been good people. People that shouldn't have said those things. It doesn't matter what people should or shouldn't say. At the end of the day, people are going to say what they are going to say. And if that looks like a problem to you, then you don't understand that people have their agency. Would you ever want anyone to take away your agency? Would you? I mean, and if you think that things have to and are supposed to change, look around at the world. And there are many challenges. There are many horrible things happening in the world. You know, all kinds of things happening to your little kids and women across the world that would be really sad if you saw. And horrific things happening. Well, why doesn't God step in? Why doesn't God step in and save everybody? Because everyone has their agency. And sometimes that agency infringes upon ours. And we have a choice in that moment. We have a choice. I, I was playing I was playing basketball with a group of people, and this one individual that was guarding me ended up getting his foot under my foot. Now, if you play basketball, you know that's like the cardinal like thing you just don't do. Now, this is the first time this has ever happened with this particular individual. And I was so mad. Like when I got up, because it, it's dangerous. Like you can break somebody's ankle if you step under them and if they land on you. And I was so mad that, you know, I, I started you know, yelling at him and... But the, the really interesting part was all I wanted him to do was say sorry, and he didn't. And I was talking to a friend, and they're just like, that's just not his way. And there's no judgment to him, like, this is whatever. I, I just feel this is actually relevant. The part that's relevant about this is all he needed to do was say sorry. But if not, I, I mean, I was, I was ready to. You know, because he showed indifference, I was getting even more upset. Well, fortunately, then I, I I know my limits, and I just checked myself out of the game, and I and I basically called it good that I was done. But the part that caught me the most was simply the fact that if he would have just said sorry, I would have been fine. Of course, he didn't mean to do it. Like, but accidents happen. Well, whether he says sorry or not is not up to me. But the fact that I was willing to actually, like, almost fight this individual, even though I'm not a fighter, as you guys know, we, we, we do stupid things when, we're, when we get upset. 
That was the part that caught me. It's like all he had to do was say sorry. Well, if it was that simple of a word, what if I could just let it go too? What if instead of you know, being willing to get super upset, all because his choice of not saying sorry, I get to choose my actions. And I'm not saying that you guys can't get upset and frustrated. Like, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and sometimes, sometimes life gets a little bit rough. But if it was one single word that would have made the difference for me, Maybe I could also be okay without that word. I mean, I'd go to the point of fighting this person all because they wouldn't say sorry, but I played this with this person for a long time and that's just not their style. And it's okay. I mean, funny enough, I'm... Another time I was playing ice hockey and this kid hit me, like, in the ice hockey I play, we don't do that. Now, the funny thing is this, this kid was smaller than me. And I told him, dude, just say sorry. Because mo- most guys will when they ac- accidentally hit you playing hockey. They'll, they'll say sorry or, you know, my bad. Or... But this individual wouldn't say sorry. And I chased him around the ice and I actually checked him a few times. I you know, kind of got my, got my message across all because he wouldn't say one single word. Well, I think that reflects more on me than it does anyone else. I think that reflects on me. If, if somebody's just not willing to say a word, whatever. If they keep hitting me, that's totally different. Like if you, if you hit me more than once and if it's on purpose, and especially if you're smaller than me, that's not going to bode well for you on a hockey rink. If you're bigger than me, I, I can't do much about that. But but my point is that I have zero control over whether an individual says sorry. But the fact that I would physically go out of my way and be willing to almost hurt them because of that is kind of silly. That's what I mean when we start worrying about the things that we have zero control over. They begin to control us. And that was pretty profound for me to realize, wow, one single word and maybe I should just go without that word. You don't know what somebody else is going through. It's interesting when I talk to business owners that you know, have employees of how they share and talk about what they do you know, and how they're, you know, what their employees are kind of doing wrong and stuff like that and how they're, and how they're getting frustrated. And I simply remind them, like, you have a choice of how you run your business. You have zero choice whether people like you. You have zero choice whether they're going to listen. You can choose to fire them, but you can't force them to listen. And back to dating, you have zero control whether somebody asks you out. If you're not getting asked out and if there's people that you want to ask out, feel free, ask them out. Byron Katie has a saying that whenever we argue with reality, we lose. There's a, there's a funny Simpsons episode where Homer 
well, Bart gets this elephant, and at the very end of the episode, they have to take the elephant to an, a, a wildlife preserve because you can't keep an elephant in your backyard. You know, maybe in some states you can. I don't know. But they take him to a wildlife preserve, and all of a sudden, the Bart's elephant named Stampy is just ramming other elephants in the side and just running them over and knocking them down. And Bart asks, he's like, hey, is that some weird mating ritual or something? And he's like, no, some elephants, like people, are, are just jerks. You know, they're like ramming, ramming each other. At the same moment, Homer is actually ramming the guy with his own head. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's actually a really funny portion of the episode. Hey, we don't control that. It's like when somebody cuts you off on the road, you can't control that. And lately I've been noticing people are just on edge these days. It's like I used to actually honk at people when they cut me off and I've kind of stopped. People were just on edge. Well, part of that experience, being a spiritual being, having a human experience, is that of frustration and sadness. And... Honestly, just practically, nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares what you think. We all talk about what people are doing towards us. They're not thinking about us. They are thinking about one single person. And all of us do it. Everybody is so focused on themselves. That when they're making decisions from their best interest. You know, back to some of the business owners that I've worked with in the past. They get frustrated when their employees make choices that hurt their business. And I kind of tell them, like, trying to be as nice as possible, but their employees don't care about their business. They just don't. I mean, I've had clients that have, their people have robbed them of like tons of money after they, after the client was nice to them. I've seen all kinds of things. Well, if that's a big deal to you, you just don't understand how businesses work. Most people work in a business so they can provide for their families. Sadly, most people actually hate work. They hate what they do, but they're not willing to listen to the inner voice that's guiding them outside of that. You know, one of my clients is in kind of a particular transition in their life right now. And cool. I mean, it's okay to start exploring other avenues and other options if it's not working for you. But seriously, the more you try to control those things that are outside of your control, the more they begin to control you. Because we start worrying and be like, why is this this way? That's just how businesses work. Well, don't they care that I'm, 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 I've got all this stuff going on? No, they don't. They want to work the minimum hours unless they're in a job they love, which is very few people, sadly. They want to work the minimum hours so they can get back to doing what they love. You are a means to an end. 
That's it. I hate to break it to you, but if you got employees and if they're working for you, they just don't care. You know, and sometimes bosses, they talk about all these really cool things they do for their employees. That's cool. Just understand the same way that one single person out of 10 came back to the Savior when he cured them of leprosy that was a disease that literally destroyed their lives. Not just their body, but you were an outcast. You were basically dead to the world if you were a leper. One single person came back out of 10. They didn't even bother to say thank you from a life-threatening disease. Well, did the Savior go about saying, I can't believe those nine people did not come back to me? No. Because he understands that they have their agency. If we understood more and more how other people have their agency, and how, as Sid Banks says, they're all doing the best they can given their thinking at the time, we would be so much better off. But we don't do that. We worry about everything known to man. I mean, those parents that try to control their kids like crazy are setting them up for awful lives. I love a quote by Joseph Smith. He said, I teach them correct principles and they govern themselves. Teach the principles and let them govern themselves. If you're a business owner, teach them the principles and let them govern themselves. If after a while they can't figure out how to govern themselves, show them the door. The more you try to control other people, first of all, the more they'll hate you. And second of all, the more they will probably hate you. <laughs> you. You can't worry about those things. I mean, you can. You're just not getting paid to worry about those things. We spend so much more time worried about everything that we can't control. I love something Michael Neal says. He says our success is not up to us but it's not not up to us. And he was talking to a person that was super successful and he once asked him, like, what percentage of our success is up to us? And the man responded, 51%. You know, well, now 51%, like, that'll get you a feeling great on a test, but in real life, where life actually matters, because 51% will get you kicked out of every casino in the world, It'll get you ownership of a company. It'll get you, I mean, all these different things that, you know, I don't have experience with most of, but like 51% is actually pretty good. If you could control 51% of your life, 100% of the time, you would do much better than worrying about the 49% that you have zero control over. Focus on that which you can control, and your life will change more than you can imagine. So much of our life, like, we live in a thought-created reality. So we get into these giant thinking storms or whatever, 
these thinking tornadoes where we just have thought spinning around in our head like these crazy leprechauns all the time. And, and sometimes I think we know better. There's this sense of justice. There's this sense of rightness, kind of like I shared about in basketball and hockey. There's a sense of rightness like, hey, I don't do that to people. And if I did that to somebody, I would say sorry. They should do the same. No, they shouldn't because they don't. And I don't get to choose their actions. I don't. You know, at least in my understanding, and you can take this next part however you want. But when we came to this earth, there were two plans. There was a plan of that of the adversary, your Satan, which was to come down to this world and force everybody to do everything perfectly so everybody could go back and return with God. And the other plan, the plan that was chosen by the Savior, or by God, and that the Savior came to fulfill was that of giving us agency, letting us come down, letting us get our hands messy, letting us enjoy ourselves. For some strange reason this morning, I was led to the movie City of Angels. Now, I haven't seen this movie in ages, but it happens to be on YouTube. Or, sorry, not YouTube. It happens to be streaming online. I think it's on Tubi for free. And I happened to watch a, a few portions of it this morning. And now the movie is about, the, the gist of it is there's all these angels that watch over and protect us and you know can hear our thoughts and everything else. Well, there's a few of them that chose to fall. They chose to fall and they chose to come down to earth and, well, not come down to earth, they were already here, but they chose to be human, essentially. They chose to give up being angels to be human. Well, and it's interesting because Nicolas Cage's character, when he's talking about the things that he really wants to do, he's like, oh, I want to feed the dog. I want to run my hands through somebody's hair. I want to... And it's fascinating because all of us are like, I want to go on this super awesome trip. I want to go on this. I want to go on this. And there's nothing wrong with those things. It's just the more we stay in the present moment, the more that's going to happen in our lives. The more joy you're going to get out of life. Last night, I, I chose to actually do the things that I needed to do instead of just, just play around. And I had such a better sense of fulfillment and peace because I made that choice. I felt super happy that I got everything done on this list that I really wanted to get done. And I, more importantly, that I felt that God is guiding and directing me to do. We are so guided and directed. On the subject of control, I think God does a much better job guiding my life than I do. Guiding that light, guiding my life through that place of inner wisdom and peace and joy and all these wonderful feelings. But we get so caught up in our lives 
and we're having a conversation with one person and we're already thinking, okay, how long has it been? Should I get out of this conversation? Should I go be working on something else? When we're present to this moment, we're in a beautiful feeling. We worry so much. You know, I I had a particular speaking gig one time. And the organizer, they liked things a very particular certain way. And I didn't tell them beforehand that like, hey, this is the way I do things. So I was so in knots about what to do for this particular presentation. And the entire time leading up to that presentation, I was just thinking about all these things I had to do. And the organizer would continuously ask me for specifics. And I'm like, you're kind of just half dodging the question because deep down I knew if I just show up with just a few thoughts, God's going to take over from there. I love something I heard this morning. Well, I've heard it many times, but I was reminded this morning by my friend. She said, one of the things Michael O'Neill says is he's he's a warm-up act for God. I feel the same way. I come in to my, my makeshift podcast studio, and I wait for what he says and puts on my heart. So many of the best things in my life I tried to control. Better yet, so many of the experiences I've actually avoided in my life that would have taken me totally different paths, I've tried to control. I tried to control when I was going to get married. When I got engaged when I was 23. And fortunately, I listened to Heavenly Father that knew a lot more than I did. said, hey, Joseph, this is not the girl for you. Is it hard for us to give up control? Is it hard for you to give up control? Some of the days that turn out to be some of the best days are the days when I just sit and wait for the next thing to do. And then I'm inspired. I mean, even this podcast is what there's a few things that I could do and I'm going to play hockey fairly soon. But it's like, no, sit down right now and do the podcast. That's how it works. I mean, boiling it down very simply, what is in our control? Showing up. Many of the best things in my life happened because I just showed up. I mean, one particular friend of mine that I met that we've become good friends, I met her because I simply went and there was a motivational speaker that I really wanted to hang out with because I thought he was cool and had good energy. And so we all went to this dinner and this other girl happened to be there. My connection with the motivational speaker did not last. 
but my connection with this girl did. But yeah, like, she, she's become a good friend. We have no idea why the people are sent to us in our lives. I can look back at so many of the best connections that I have now, some of the best relationships that I have now, that I definitely did not control. I mean, one of my connections actually came through, you know, meeting someone and then we had a failed business venture together and then he introduced me to some cool people. <laughs> like, that's just how it works. We gotta stop trying to control our lives and to control other people's lives. And on this same note, like how many of the worst decisions of your life were you trying to control? I, I've talked to people that they were going to get, they felt that their life was going nowhere fast and they wanted at least one thing in their life to go right. And so they went and just got married. They knew it was the wrong decision. You know, so many people have this, like where they just know it's the wrong decision, but they feel like they have to go forward anyways. And they go forward. That's one of my favorite questions to ask people that have been divorced. And it's not all cases, like there's no judgment here, but there are plenty of times that they tell me, Joseph, like, it was a terrible choice. They just wanted to move forward in their life. I mean, one of the worst experiences of my life was that experience. I was thinking that I wasn't going fast enough. I wasn't getting where I wanted to go. It doesn't matter where you want to go. I mean, it does. Don't get me wrong. But when we understand and know that Heavenly Father has this extraordinary path for us, and as the song says, Jesus, take the wheel, when you actually let go of the wheel, you will be guided and led so much more than you could possibly begin to imagine. And you'll also be able to focus on the things that you can control. In a business, you can control how many people you talk to. You can't control whether they say yes or no. In a relationship or in a potential relationship, you can control how many people you ask out. You can't control how many say no or yes. And you don't have to. And you don't even have to feel bad about it. If I ask somebody out and they say no, it's like, okay, cool. Next. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Oh no, this person won't go out with me. My life is over. Can. You can just say next. Then if that person ever circles back around, cool. You can explore it then. I want you guys to understand, I was such a different person so many years ago. I tried to control everything. It was a nightmare. I was so judgmental. I was just, I was in a, such a different place. But I, and I would worry constantly about being married. Constantly. 
Everywhere I go, it was always a reminder, I'm not married. I'm not married. Marriage is what brings us together today. Not for me. <laughs> so why do we try to control things? Kind of along the lines of marriage, like you go to so many weddings or wedding receptions and they're throwing that bouquet or they're throwing the garter, which is worse. <laughs> They're like, yeah, go, man, you're a single bachelor, you should do it! And you're like, oh, please, just, just no. I mean, I've left wedding receptions early before because I just didn't want to do that. <laughs> and that's okay, too. We try to control things when we feel everything is out of control. That's why we just want one single thing in our life. Like the parent that doesn't have control of their own life often will control their child. Don't do it. Get control of your own life. Leave your kids out of it. Let your kids be your kids. If you feel like your kids are out of control or you're out of control, I would invite you to spend time in peace and quiet. And you're like, Joseph, where in the world am I going to find that? I'm a single parent, I work three jobs, and I've got to take care of my kids. You find what you're looking for. I can almost guarantee you waking up an extra five minutes is not going to kill you. Or going to bed five minutes later isn't going to kill you. you got to find your place of peace. Maybe it's just going in the bathroom at your job for like five minutes. And just resting on the porcelain throne. I don't know what it is for you. When you slow down, you're able to hear the guidance of that inner GPS, which comes from God. It's like, hey, okay, cool, you're on the right track. Or no, I want you to do this other thing. Heavenly Father knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Maybe let him do it. And maybe spend a little bit more time in peace and quiet and rest. Everything works out perfectly. I have an old dear friend that used to say, in the end, everything will be perfect. It's not perfect. It's not the end. Now, I think sometimes age has to do with control. As people get older, a lot of times if things aren't working for them, they start making a lot more stupid decisions in a row. I mean, according to my understanding, and take it for what it's worth. But yeah, I'm 36 years into this life. But according to my understanding, we've got eternal lives. So we get eternal lives to go. Cool. Stop ripping the steering wheel away from Heavenly Father. It's like He's guiding and leading you and 
You're like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't get that done. Yes, you can. I know this is going to sound stra strange saying because I definitely play video games sometimes and I watch TV and but resting for 15 minutes is going to do so much more for you oftentimes than watching a show. There's no judgment. I, I, watch, I watch plenty of shows too. But resting in stillness, I think that's one of the things that this crazy world we live in has really tried to take away. Actually, it's interesting because on this movie, City of Angels, at the beginning, all of these angels gather on the beach, on the shore, and they watch the sunrise or sunset or whatever it is. I think it's sunrise in this case. And then it immediately goes to the city. So it's got this beautiful, peaceful feeling. And then all of a sudden, it goes straight to the jackhammer noise and all these cars traveling on the road and... Like, the world would seek to destroy your peace and silence. I have been told so many times lately that I have this, like, super peaceful, sleep-soothing voice to, like, read bedtime stories for little kids to go to sleep. I've also been told I talk like a wasted surfer. And then people laugh about that one. There's that peace. I want my voice to be a center of peace for other people. Because when they feel that peace, they can feel that inner voice speaking to them. What if the inner voice, the spirit, could speak to you all the time? You're running around like a chicken with your head cut off? Maybe stop. Because a chicken without his head cut off, like, doesn't have, I mean, I think chickens have brains. My expertise of a farm animal's brains is fairly limited, if at all. If you stop, put your head back on, and be in that place of peace and quiet, you will be able to hear. I've been listening to this book. I think it's called One Heart at a Time or something. It's by Delilah, the radio host. And for some reason, I was led to this book. And one of the things she says in there is that she prays for everything. Prays for her kids. And then she's, she mentions how she prayed for parking spots. And so I thought, like, I, I know it sounds silly, but I did. I just prayed on the way to the gym that I'd get one of these like two awesome parking spots that sit right in front of our gym. And the first day I didn't get one of those. I got the one that was like just a few, probably 10 feet from those, maybe 20. But yesterday I actually said the same prayer that I'd be able to get one of those spots. And as I pulled in, they were both filled. But also, somebody was walking out the gym, and they were walking towards that car. And I was like, oh my goodness, I think that's his car. And he even looked at me, and he pointed to me, and he's like, yeah, this is my car. And I'm like, oh, awesome. It was that example of how Heavenly Father answers our prayers, no matter how silly they are. Did it matter of me getting a parking spot? No. Did I feel a little bit odd praying for a parking spot at the gym? A little bit. 
But if we can ask and receive anything we want, and he's willing to give it to us, would have I been heartbroken if the spot wasn't there? No. But in a strange way, it actually builds my faith in God because he answered my prayer. Did I do anything to control it? No. I just asked. And if he was willing to grant it, awesome. And if he wasn't, awesome. Just wanted to add here, there's a really cool thing that says, the object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. So he has all these really cool blessings waiting for us, and it's just up to us to ask. Yeah, if he doesn't give them to us, that's okay. We'll still be okay. But we at least want to ask, what if instead of controlling people or trying to control things, we just made simple kind requests? And what if we also set up our agreements way better in the beginning? This is an actual true story, what I'm about to say, so you guys just will understand how innocent that I am. Or, like, just how... What's sheltered, or whatever the word is. I, I once dated a girl, and she, and she said that she wanted a date, no strings attached. I'm not kidding. I had no idea what that meant. To the point that... On my Facebook, one of my cousins asked me if I was dating her, if I was dating this girl. And I responded, yes, we are dating, no strings attached. And my cousin was probably like, oh my goodness, Joseph, do you realize what you just wrote? <laughs> we all learn, we all grow. But like when I'd ask her about dating her, she said that, and so I just... I honored that and I put that up and I didn't think a thing of it. If we start asking for what we want instead of demanding it, we just might get it. If you go to Heavenly Father and you demand, I will have a parking spot at this exact time because I'm going to be at the gym and I'm important. I don't know if that prayer is going to be answered. Now, I even had to wait a few seconds. I had to wait probably close between a minute and maybe up to two. And it may have actually been faster to park in another's parking spot. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. What if you were to turn over all the things that frustrate you and bother you and annoy you? To the God that has created you. What if you could give all your worries to him? I know some people feel like it's God's fault that they're suffering. It's not. People around us get to choose. They get to, they get to make their actions. And we can't control it. Like recently, a former NBA basketball player that was super good, Sean Bradley, was just driving his bike 
in his hometown of St. George, well, his town now, and he was struck by a car, and he was paralyzed. Christopher Reeves. He was thrown off a horse, and he was paralyzed. And the list goes on and on and on. We all have things that happen in our life that are outside of our control. I believe that God uses every single thing like that to just bring us closer to Him. You don't have to think about all the terrible, horrible things that are happening in the world. You just have to understand this life is so brief. But you've got eternal lives to come. One of the reasons that God chastises those that he loves the most is because he loves them. And he wants them to return to him. And I think the other part is, we resist so much of what God wants us to do. So much. When we just step in and listen to that inner voice, and I am not perfect at this at all. Things happen. When you relinquish control over your own life and give it over to that God that has created you, you will find a life that is so amazing and so incredible that you can't even begin to imagine. When you find yourself worrying about something that you have control, simply ask yourself, is this something I have control over? Not do I want to have control over this, but is this something I actually have control over? If somebody flips you off, if somebody cuts you off, if somebody's cruel to you, the answer's no. But what is it that you can do in that moment? What is it that you can do? That's all you have control over. When you get back to you, when you get back to centered, when you get back to your best self, you are unstoppable. You can create all kinds of amazing things in your life. You know the other thing that happens when you give up control? You have a pretty awesome sense of peace. And one thing I'll honestly do if I've got a few things to do and I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else, I'll simply ask God and be like, hey, what of these things do you really want me to do? So remember, when you worry about that which you can't control, that which you can't control begins to control you. And the things that used to bother you, that you wanted to control, or you wondered why they were doing something so stupid, those things, they just won't bother you as much anymore. They'll still be there, but control is like holding on to a bar of soap and squeezing super hard, thinking you're going to crush the soap. doesn't work that way. So stop squeezing the bar of soap. Hand over control to God. Allow yourself to be at peace. And you'll do pretty well. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, 
But that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.